a new governor elected in Virginia. Students given a golden opportunity to talk to a state official. More construction on the way for Longwood Campus. And the opportunity to donate directly to veterans while shopping on a budget. These stories and more on this edition of This Week Today. I'm Stephen Herring, Assistant News Editor for the Rotunda. And I'm Helly Parker, the Editor-in-Chief. Democratic candidate Ralph Northam secured the position of Virginia governor during election night Tuesday, defeating Republican Ed Gillespie and Libertarian Clifford Hyra by securing 53% of the votes. The landslide victory was not expected, as polls leading up to the election signaled a close race. According to CNN, a large voter turnout in northern Virginia suburbs aided Northam, allowing him to secure over 230,000 more votes than Gillespie. President Donald Trump played a crucial role in the election. Though Gillespie didn't campaign with Trump, he ran on messages found in Trump's presidential platform. Gillespie's policies on banning sanctuary cities and keeping Confederate statues echoed aspects of the Trump campaign, according to CNN. Northam's education policies include the introduction of a, quote, four-year plan, allowing students to maintain the same financial package for their college career. He hopes to bring affordability, accessibility, and innovation by investing more funding into higher education. On the topic of Confederate statues, Northam believes in moving the statues into museums, according to Northam's website. The election was the most important since last year's presidential election, as it gave both parties signs of the national electorate's mood, according to NBC. The election victory gives Democrats hope to win more seats during the 2018 Senate elections. A month before Tuesday's gubernatorial election, senior class president praised Nambia organized a roundtable discussion with Tracy DeShazer, Virginia's deputy secretary, to find new ways to engage with college-age voters and understand potential obstacles for students to participate civically. From balancing the ongoing freedom of speech concerns to discussing how the state can better inform college-age voters, an unexpectedly small handful of students covered a variety of topics in the hour-long session. This was kind of their way to kind of see what are the issues and the problems and the successes that are kind of hindering on um, millennials at colleges and universities. Nyambia said the roundtable gave students a golden opportunity to get in front of government officials and have a dialogue. The group suggested for the state to add more interactive elements to their website to help inform and encourage young voters to participate in civic events. In regards to freedom of speech, College Democrats President Joe Hyman introduced the issue, using examples like the university-designated free speech zone and the students stopped from asking people to register to vote earlier in the semester. He added conversations with the administrations regarding what some students consider a restrictive freedom of speech policy haven't been productive. In response, DeShazer said she's heard of instances at other schools where dialogues between the students and administration isn't clear but noted the rules are probably put in place for a reason. Ultimately, Nyambia said exchanges during the program, like the discussion of freedom of speech on campus, were productive, and felt that despite low turnout, the roundtable was a success. That's how you get things done. Talking and protesting is one way, but I think when you are willing to sit down with leaders and with um, senators, secretaries, governors, and say to them, this is what's bothering me, this is how we can fix it, what can you do about it, I think that's how you get the ball rolling. And now an update on construction. 
Longwood's campus will be seeing construction continue as the $62 million renovations to Curry and Fraser Hall begin May 2018. The renovations will update the inside of the dorms in attempts to make them more appealing while adding an entrance onto Main Street, according to Associate Vice President for Campus Planning, Construction, and the Real Estate Foundation, Louise Waller. A new $22.7 million academic building and $13.5 million admissions building are also on the way with the two projects currently in the design phase. According to Longwood's website, the new admissions building will house, quote, information areas, several adaptable conference and presentation rooms for interviews, space for group presentations and events, private offices for staff personnel to hold interviews, and operation support areas. Current construction of the $10 million Brock Hall, home of the Student Success Center, is in the final phases with the building set to open next semester. The Center for Academic Success, the Writing Center, the offices of the Registrar and Disability Resources, First Year Experience and Family Programs, and the Associate Vice President for Enrollment Management and Student Success will be located in the new building. The $35 million Upchurch University Center is scheduled to be ready for students in fall 2018. All spaces currently used in Lancaster Student Union will move to the University Center. In local news, two of Prince Edward County's veteran nonprofits co-sponsored the creation of a new thrift shop on Main Street in their continued effort to aid local veterans this past July. Manned completely by volunteers, co-founders Sarah Maddox-Dunn and Ed Dunn have worked to put any of the store's profit toward helping veterans with any war-related injuries and housing. Sponsored by the Veterans of Foreign Wars and the Piedmont Area Veterans Council, the store is just another iteration of the organization's work in the veteran community. Piedmont Area Veterans Council Vice President Dennis Merkel said, and, uh, and that's what we're about, trying to help those who serve, being people who serve. Yeah. And we're kind of a forgotten bunch, but it seems to be getting better. Since the summer, the store has seen an uptick in student volunteers, hosting 10 to 15 each day. To further increase their interaction with the student community, the store recently began accepting Lancer Cash. Now in national news, 26-year-old Devin Patrick Kelly opened fire in a small rural Baptist church in Texas on Sunday, killing 26 in the worst mass shooting in the state's history, according to the New York Times. Kelly, wearing a ballistic vest and armed with a military-style rifle, stormed the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, and opened fire, killing civilians of all ages at point-blank range. An armed neighbor opened fire on Kelly as he emerged from the church, hitting him and causing him to flee in his vehicle. The neighbors then chased Kelly into the next county, Guadalupe County, where Mr. Kelly's vehicle crashed. Kelly was found dead inside from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. The age of the victims ranged from 1 to 77, along with the unborn fetus of one of the victims. Eight of the victims belonged to one family, and the 14-year-old daughter of the pastor was also among the dead. Here in Farmville, we continue to think of the victims. Well, that's all we have for you this week. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to provide feedback either on the Rotunda's Facebook page or by tweeting our handle at Longwood Rotunda. Here to help you stay informed with This Week Today, I'm Hallie Parker. And I'm Stephen Herring. See you next week.